This is Karen with NewClevelandRadio.net, and it is time for Avoid the Maze, and my guest today is Bijou Finney. And before I actually introduce her, I just want you all that are listening today, maybe for the first time, to realize that we're all on a journey in life. And uh, I don't know about you, but I think you're probably very similar to me. That journey oftentimes is nothing what we've planned when we were younger. In fact, even what I may have planned last week probably is not what I'm doing this week. And if we can be mindful and intentionally go forward, we can really have an interesting and good life. But yet so many of us sit around waiting for that perfect time. Uh, so my guest today, Bijou, uh, when I read this about you, it's like you went from the fashion industry into coaching. Now, they're sort of similar, but not quite. So give us a little bit of background. Uh, what made you initially go into the fashion industry? So, um, yeah, it sounds a little disconnected, but I can connect the dots for you. Um, I was really into more of the branding um, side of fashion merchandising. So the business and branding side of why people would buy. So the psychology of a consumer. Um, and then I kind of, uh, I opened up my own boutique eventually when I got out of college and I had to create so much content for my demographic that um, I started getting really good at content creation, which then I transformed into a video production company. Um, and all along those lines, I was really just helping businesses and entrepreneurs refine their brands so they could actually polish them up enough to put them out into the World Wide Web. Um, and as you know, I'm sure, a brand is just like your ego personified. It is you, it's your baby. And um, it takes a lot of coaching. You have to be very thoughtful and um, just to understand a lot to be able to walk someone down the path of what can we do for you and your brand? How can we get you more comfortable with showing up as your brand and as yourself? And what can we do to make you more authentic and, and be more of a conscious creator. And so that's kind of how it all kind of meandered down into me getting really interested in helping entrepreneurs with that. And you know, it's interesting because a couple of words you use there, um, previously, maybe five, 10 years ago, we wouldn't have used the words like authentic um, because it almost sounds like egotistical if we would have said that. Um, and showing up. Um, most of us think we are showing up, but the reality of it is we may be present, but we're really not there. And I found myself in that situation many times, especially in corporate America. You know, I would have all these great ideas and, you know, and I was ready to share them. And then I would sit down at, in the boardroom and realize that my voice wasn't going to be heard. And so I, I was there, but I wasn't present and I wasn't being authentic because I was sort of agreeing with everybody, even though deep down inside, I thought, you know, this is all wrong. This is not going to work. So 
what has happened in the last couple of years where these words now seem to be the correct words they seem to give us that empowerment to say even if i'm wrong this is my voice yeah and that's the thing is that before it was um very much a fall in line do what's trending um just be an option for uh, for everyone but now there's too many options there's so much noise out there that you almost have to be extremely authentic to the point of like waving your freak flag so that your niche or your demographic or your tribe finds you and it's just like showing up with exactly what you think and how you feel and your people will like just be drawn to you and you'll create a community and you typically do a much better job of getting people to get into your fold or buy your products or go along with your services if they're deeply entrenched in your mission and in your vision and who you are as a person so yeah now it's almost um imperative that you become an on-ramp to your brand or you personally are your brand and that is very scary with all the the trolls out there but I kind of work with people to get comfortable with showing up as themselves and then be able to understand that if any like ramifications happen because of that, it's not their problem and they just have to continue on their path and they will find their right people. You know, as I am hearing you talk, I'm thinking of uh, the show Shark Tank. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this, you know, have watched it at least once or twice. Um, and sometimes people come on and they really think that they know who they are and what their product is. Um, and you hear them talking about it and then you go, what are you even talking about? You know, you're showing it, okay? You're passing it around, but you're saying one thing and it looks like something else. And that show has really helped me um, say, these are some of the right things to do and these are some of the wrong things to do and it's also given me the courage to know that it's okay to be wrong but learn from those like yourself who have been out in the world and say hey this is another option for you yeah, no, that's such a good point because we get so closely um, attached to our products or our brands and we know all of the little nuances that we think are coming across, but in all actuality, as you see on the show, they are not. And so that's why you typically work with a coach that can be a mirror and understand what you're trying to get out, but if it's really coming across cross or not and that way you can do that before you end up on a show like shark tanking kind of get ripped apart <laughs> but yeah yeah well some get ripped apart others you know like they flourish from it um mm -hmm. i know it's not some place that i would feel comfortable going on um but i certainly would feel comfortable and i have worked with coaches and you know laid my heart out on the line and have them say to me you know you're putting your heart there it's not your passion it's not a product it's it it's just your heart and now you need to go back and think about what it is that you really wanted to do and that's how it started when i started podcasting almost eight years ago i knew exactly wrong what i wanted to do um and 
you know, one show would be good, the next show wouldn't. And I would sit back and go, well, I did it the same way. And then I realized, uh, number one, that was my first mistake. I did it the same way. But I also wasn't listening to the cues from my, you know, guests like yourself. And so one of the things I've read about you um, is that you do something called psychedelic coaching. What is psychedelic? All I can think about are the sixties uh, and seventies, and uh, you know all the drugs that were being passed around. I'm sure that's not what we're talking about. Well, so it's um, there are different ways to actually get to a mindset that allows you to go a little bit deeper. So um, there are many things that are currently legal and currently illegal that. Um, I consider plant medicines that are kind of on the path to being legal because they are so safe and they are seeing such huge amounts of um, shift in people's lives with them. But I, um, depending on what the client is comfortable with, work with them on the different types of either um, plant medicines or even you can get to a psychedelic state from fasting and from breath work. And what that does is that when you do a session with a coach, um, maybe people are used to maybe talk therapy where they go in with their, um, their, uh, therapist and they might not always be completely honest with their therapist or with themselves because they feel like they might be judged or they're not really to even hear the truth themselves. And so they, um, are almost like wasting a little bit of time and money, or they're not really seeing some big shifts in their life. Whereas if you're in another state of mind, you can actually go much, much deeper and a coach can actually work with you on pulling out some of your internal blocks or some of your past traumas that are blocking you. And you can actually ask your body and your nervous system some really relevant questions and get some amazing answers that we as a society never take the time to be quiet enough to listen to ourselves. And so it's really that, I mean, whether or not we go to a place where it's legal to perform a, a, a plant medicine ceremony or I do something similar here where it's like using kava or cambo or something like that to really get in a state of mind where you can't lie to yourself. You're just kind of in love with yourself for a second. You're um, healing some past issues and you're seeing yourself in a new light and you're seeing the world around you in a new light. So you can kind of move forward in a completely different way. You know, I, I like that thought, okay? Because again, um, I've been through coaching. Uh, I've been through therapy. I don't know anybody who hasn't been, if they're really honest with themselves. Um, and I agree with you, therapy, depending on who the therapist is, depending what you come in with to that session. Um, you could be very honest, but again, other things may have happened between the time you walked in the door and you sat down. Um, and you're, you're talking about something totally different. So when when you can get into this altered state of mind um so i'm what i'm hearing you say is it helps you break things down so that you're more honest with yourself is that it yeah so the thing is is um 
we kind of just get really uh, stuck in the, the now or the, the now around us. And we're not taking into consideration some of the things from the past that are still affecting us. And so those are the things that um, like someone like me who has been trained to not only think about what your environment is right now that's affecting you, but maybe some of the preconditioned thoughts that you have in your mind. So for instance, like talking to um, someone who is having a hard time showing up as themselves and as their brand, it could be something like they had a traumatic experience online where they saw someone else get ripped apart and they're like kind of traumatized by that. Or maybe their parents uh, talked about people that were trying to show up and be someone as maybe not the best thing. Like maybe they're showboats or maybe they're trying to get attention. And we keep all those little seeds in the back of our minds for so long and don't even realize that they're there, that we really need something to kind of shake loose some of those thoughts so we can look at them at the here and now and process them and then decide what are the actionable steps that I can do to kind of change that because just because my parents thought that back in the 40s or 50s or 60s doesn't mean that that's actually the case now. And uh, I kind of need to reprogram that in my mind to move forward. Exactly. You know, and we've talked about this on many of our shows. I always sort of make myself the guinea pig when we're talking to coaches that, um, you know, I wanted to go into communications and broadcasting when I graduated high school. And that was 1968. And my parents looked at me and they said, it's a waste of money. There are very few women in broadcasting. You are not going to make it. And I just looked at them and it was like, well, why not? And it was like, no, you can go to school. You can get your teaching degree. So I went away to school. I only took communication classes. Um, I found a path for an associate's degree. And at the end of two years, I was so proud of myself. I called my parents and I said, so this weekend is graduation. And my father said, no, it's not. You still have two more years. And I said, well, let me tell you what I did. And with that, it was like, uh, pack your bags. Um, we're not paying for any more school. You just wasted our money. And, um, you know, now that I look back, I understand what he was saying. But at the time, it was like, how dare you? You know, I got a degree. Um, and of course, they didn't use it for a long time. I went back and completed my degree and got my master's. And that's when I went into podcasting. And my mother said to me one day, are you a famous broadcaster? My answer was yes. And the reason it was yes, and it's not to brag or anything else, but because I was doing what I wanted to do. And so in my own way, I was famous. And it's been since then that I really reach out to people and say, you know, dig down deep. Who is it you want to be? You know, I can look in the mirror some days and say, you know, that's not what I really want to look like today. But guess what? That's what I look like today. So I'm going to be that person. I'm going to be that person whose hair may be straight or curly or whatever, but I'm still going to be that person. So if I were to come to you, and I know I have a lot of hangups, so, you know, we'd probably take this many sessions to get through those. What is something that 
we can do even on the first session to get me to be really honest with myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and to your point about your version of success, that's a huge misstep that I think our society doesn't really help people with because we should be figuring out what my version of success is and what your version of success is, right. not what our parents think it is or what we're looking out at and seeing because um, like my version of attractive and my version of successful, all of that matters to only me at the end of the day or at the end of my life. So yes, um, it's it kind of like we start with what do you desire? Because um, if you're actually going to do all the work to get to the point where you actually see some real change, it's got to be a deep desire that you have instead of like you're saying, what does everyone else want me to do? Or what do I feel obligated to get done? It's what do you desire? So we typically work out that on a discovery call and then we kind of um, figure out what protocol it's going to take to get out those those blocks or those issues that you're having. And then we kind of dedicate each of the sessions to each one of those blocks. And then you still have to take away actionable steps like these tiny little habits that are actually going to make change in your life. So it's not like you have information, but nothing to do with it. Um, and then I kind of just keep you accountable. I keep you up with like, what, what's happened in your life since you've made these changes or since you've had this aha moment. And, and those are the things that we kind of work through, but it always starts with what do you truly desire right now? Or what's missing in your life that you feel would, would be, you would be much happier if this showed up or this was a change. And what I find interesting is coaching is just that you're guiding, you're leading us but you're not saying to me, hey, you know, Karen, why don't you take that step? You may ask me to look at another step, okay? Um, we do a show called The Intentionality Gurus, and uh, Candace Pollock walks me through a different session each week for our listeners. And sometimes I'll say to her, you know, I know it looks really nice going to the right, but, you know, I'm really... I'm really seeing something right behind me. I need to turn around. And, you know, sometimes we'll even throw her off, but she'll then say to me, so what did you see? How did you feel about that? And for most of my life, I never thought about what I was seeing or how it made me feel. You know, sometimes, you know, we get this pit in our stomach and we don't associate it to what we're trying to do or what we've done. And sometimes that pit in the stomach can tell us really if we should be doing it or not. Yeah, I love that you brought that up because that's another thing that I help my clients get clarity on is, is it your ego or is it your intuition? Because a lot of times we get very confused on if I should be following this little voice in my head or if this is like, do I keep dismissing that voice, considering it my ego? And then my intuition just says, I give up. I'm trying to give you the infinite wisdom that comes from the universe and you never listen. So it kind of is this nice walkthrough of when to say, oh, if it's this, this, and this, that's the ego. If it's this, this, and this, it's the intuition. And it really matters to like check in with your body, check in with your true core values, check in with who you think you are, and then feel your way forward. And, 
And you're right, we've never really been taught that in the past. And it's so individualized per person because your path is inside of you. You just have to feel your way to it. You know, it's interesting because when I was working corporate America, when I was working in just my little circle, my department, um, I was very aware of everything around me. But when I would go into the bigger meeting, um, I felt intimidated. And I, those old tapes played through my head. You know, what makes you think they're going to listen to you? Why would you even suggest that? Um, just because this worked for you privately in your office, why do you think you should bring it up here? And so I didn't. And I found that I was, I only felt productive a portion of my day because as soon as I walked out of my office, I thought all these eyes were looking on me. It wasn't until I left corporate America that I was able to see the difference. It was like, I was allowing people to intimidate me. It's not that they truly were. I was, I gave them my, gave them my power and said, hey, make me feel lousy. That's okay. But once I left corporate America, my comment was, you know what, I'm going to do this. And not everybody's gonna like it. And I may have a huge following. I may have a small following. I may have no following. Um, but that will be up to me to decide, like I like you even said, is this success or not? And, you know, in eight years, the format has changed numerous times. I'm sure in the next eight years, it will change again because that's how we grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and that's the beautiful thing about you kind of looking back at your experiences. A lot of times we kind of just rush forward all the time, not thinking about how far we've come or what we've learned from our, our past. So, yeah, I mean, it is crazy. Whenever I started out on my path, I was very afraid to come out and say what I was working on um, because I knew that it was going to sound insane to most people. But um, I, I decided to do it anyway after doing a lot of my work on myself and eating my own dog food. And when I finally came out about everything that I was very passionate about, it was really people going, wow, that's really interesting. Let's talk about that a little bit more. And and I want to learn this. And it was just an overwhelming like re response that I was not um, anticipating. And it was really just a, a sign like, wow, if you really do, do go out on a limb for yourself, you will be rewarded in your personal way. And it was just super exciting. So I'm glad that you're on that path yourself because mm -hmm. podcasting is pretty awesome. Well, and I will tell you, I work with some fairly high level people and always in the back of my mind. Uh, and again, from the way I was brought up and everything, um, my assumption is, you know, they're more authentic than I am. They're more put together than I am. And uh, I often find out that they're just as vulnerable as I am. Um, and, you know, it, it makes it so much easier for me to communicate with them because it's like, you know what, it's okay, I can make a mistake, because I can hear the mistakes that they're making. Um, and I'm not going to call them out on them. But I want them to understand that it's okay for us to make 
these mistakes, even though many of us grew up in homes where, you know, maybe our hand got slapped every time we made a mistake. I remember in elementary school, a ruler hitting my hand one too many times because, you know, I used the wrong verb or I used the wrong adjective and the teacher would look at me and say, how many times do I have to tell you? Swat, swat, swat. And it'd be like, okay, I made a mistake. Could you just lead me in the right direction or ask me, why did you use that word? Um, and that's what I do with myself now, especially if I go back and, you know, go to edit something and go, what the heck was I writing? What are those words on the paper? Um, you know, as a teenager, I would have torn that paper up. Now it's like, no, let me think about this. Yeah, that's not the right word. Oh, that's not where I was planning on going. That's okay to, to go through that. So you yourself obviously went through a lot of these changes because, you know, again, you started out in merchandising. Um, you went into production. Um, was it that you felt that you had to get your feet wet in different areas before you maybe found yourself? I mean, it's interesting because in different parts of the world, people don't aren't expected to figure themselves out until their 30s. Like they don't even have to go to college until they're 30. Love that. And I think that that's really interesting because, yes, I was always interested in aesthetic and like making things beautiful and telling stories. And I think that whether it is a video, uh, a movie or even a wardrobe, that's kind of along the same lines. Like I like showing people's inners outer in a beautiful way um and so I, I think i was just trying to materialize my perfect version of that and yeah i mean i'm sure to a lot of people it seemed like i was taking a very windy path but now i utilize all of those assets in my work like i help people with their brands and i have an eye for it i also help them internally because i've done so much work myself and figured out how to do it for others as well and so it's really all combined. It's all part of the landscape, but it's my own version of it. And um, yeah, I, I'm really happy that I, I took all the paths that I did because now I feel like to the right person, I am an asset and I can help them with a bunch of different things um, that all kind of have the same like bits to them. Well, and I'm glad that you brought that up about college because you know, we are so ingrained here in the United States that when you graduate high school at 18, 19 years old, uh, especially if you did well in high school, you should go to a four-year college, you should get a degree, you're going to use that degree. But I'm seeing that most young people are not using their degrees. Um, when my son, my youngest son was graduating, um, he was one of the youngest in his class. And um, he got a music scholarship and he loves music. He loves performing. Um, he loves writing lyrics. Uh, he doesn't play an instrument. So the sound is something that he can hum to somebody and say, this is what I want. Um, but when he went to school and he was taking music classes for a degree, he struggled and his father and I just didn't get it because this was a kid who 
he could create a song in his head in five minutes and would be like, well, but you know how to do this and you love to perform. And he kept saying, it's not the same. It's not, this is not fun. This is work and it takes my love away from what I wanted to do. And we didn't get that. And then he finally left that degree went in for a business degree because he said he just had to change paths. Mm -hmm. But he too has taken about 10 years to take numerous paths. And there are days he'll say, oh, I wish I had stuck to one path. And I'll look at him and go, look at everything that you've learned. Look at all the people you've met. Look at what you have to offer. And when he thinks about it, he'll go, yeah, I guess you're right. I could have gone to school for four years, got a degree, been sitting in an office, doing the work and not enjoying my life. Mm -hmm. And if you're not enjoying your life, it really is work, it really is work. Exactly. And I think that's the thing is that we put so much money into like college that we feel obligated to stay on that path. And I'm not to say that I went to college, I got a degree and um, it was a great experience for me, but at the same time, it taught me, I guess, to come out of my shell a little bit more and to learn how to get stuff done. But um, I'm glad that I don't feel obligated to stay in fashion anymore because it wasn't aligning with my core values anymore. And a lot of people that I know from college hate what they're doing right now, but they spent so much on that degree that they couldn't even fathom trying something else. And that just makes me really sad. Like exactly. You're supposed yeah. to be taking care of your life, not just like, oh, I already spent 40 or 50 grand on that. I might as well just continue on being unhappy just to make that worth it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm hoping our listeners are really getting something out of this because I will tell you in the last 10 years, you know, I've allowed myself to, you know, find what is important to me. That doesn't mean I've left my husband behind, my children behind, um, because I haven't. Uh, have I changed? Yes, I've changed, but I've changed for the better. Um, and I want to encourage others that finding the right coach is so important and you know i've had a couple of people who will say you know you talk to coaches a lot karen you know what's in it for you what's in it for me is to see a happier society people who are finally saying okay you know i don't need to make eighty thousand dollars a year but if i make forty thousand i'm doing what i love day in and day out guess what my life is terrific. And that's where I finally hear my younger son saying, you know, for years it was, oh, God, I need a job. I need to make $120,000, $150,000 a year so I can take care of myself when I retire. And those are wonderful things. But if you're not happy today, if you're coming home feeling miserable, if your health is suffering, which mine did, you know, it's not worth it. And so my family sees a happier person around here and they're happier with me as well. So how can people find you? 
Um, I, I just want to say that that is beautiful. And I agree. I think we all need a little bit of support. And once we get out of college, it's typically like, oh, you're on your own now, like figure it out. But we really just need some handholding, no matter who it is. And finding the right person for you is absolutely imperative. They have to see you and your soul to really help you. So yeah, it takes a a different person to probably work with me. But if you're out there, <laughs> I would love to talk to you. Um, I'm really active on Instagram. Uh, I share a lot about my journey and what I learn about with my clients. And then uh, I have a website. I think I, I gave you all that. It might be yeah. in the show notes. But yeah, I, I love just reaching out to people and connecting with people and having um, an intimate conversation where they tell me about their story and their struggles. And I know deep down inside that that's what I'm supposed to be doing because it feels so much better than what I was ever doing in the past. So I appreciate you for having me on here to kind of share a little bit about what I have going on, just in well, case it resonates with someone. Well, it was wonderful having you on. Um, before I end this in corporate America, I was um, I was uh, working for a college and almost every student who came into my office told me they wanted to be a nurse because they wanted to help people. And I remember just sitting there student after student and I would say, you don't have to be a nurse to help people. It's great if that's what you want to do. But there's so many other ways to help people. Number one, you could open up a door every day for somebody and let them through. You can help somebody across the street. You can volunteer or you can find your happiness and share that with others. And so, you know, one of the things that I've learned through coaching is that when you start journaling, when you start sharing those stories, you find out you're not alone. And then there are individuals like yourself who can say, okay, now where do you see yourself? Now, where do you want to go? And open up that world that so many of us are saying, there's nothing out there for me. But as soon as those hands move away, it's like, there's a huge world for all of us. Mm -hmm. I totally agree, it's beautifully said, thank you. Well, thank you again for joining us. I hope our listeners will follow up with you and we hope to have you on another show soon. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Have a good day now. Bye-bye. Thanks.